are as we come to worship our magnificent Lord on today. And Zion members, like we like to greet you and welcome you a little something like this.
Father God, we come thanking you, Lord, for another day. Lord, we just come thanking you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love that you have for us, your children, Heavenly Father. 
Father, we thank you most of all for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for sending your only begotten Son, Heavenly Father, to save us, Heavenly Father. Father, you know what's going on in each and every one of our lives. You know what we need, Heavenly Father. You know we even know what we want, Heavenly Father. Father, I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving ear to our prayers, Heavenly Father. Father, look at all the ones that are sick and shut in, Lord, the ones that are struggling, Lord, and going through right now, Heavenly Father, the ones that have had surgeries. Heavenly Father, we're asking you to please touch, Heavenly Father. Please bless, Lord Jesus, that everything here properly and correctly, Heavenly Father. Father, we might even have loved ones that might be in the hospital suffering from COVID, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask you to please go in the hospitals and touch right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we might even have children, Heavenly Father, that might be suffering in the hospitals or at home, Father. We ask you to please touch and restore, Lord, as only you can, Lord. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Amen, church. What I wanted to talk to you today about was what is wrong with us, part two. We had part one, so, and I told you then that I, I do have two parts to this sermon that God has laid on my mind and on my heart. Amen. So let's get into it here. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 5 and 19 through 26. What's wrong with us? When a teacher is forced to resign from a North Carolina charter school after telling black students in her class that if not for the Constitution, they would be her slaves. What's wrong with us when we have had approximately 24 killings in Peoria so far this year and a young teen they were just killed last week? What's wrong with us when we are having brawls at our schools where kids are supposed to be getting an education instead of fighting? What's wrong with us when we want to say we are patriots because we love our country, but we do not love other people in this country because of the color of their skin and we say we are a Christian nation? What's wrong with you, David, when you can steal another man's wife and put him to in the heat of the battle so he can be killed. What's wrong with us to crucify God's only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world? I tell you, church, there's something wrong with us. You know, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19, from the New Living Translation says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality. What's wrong with us teaching our children or encouraging them? It is okay to go with what you feel. It's okay for boys to be attracted to boys, for girls to be attracted to girls instead of teaching them that it's not okay according to the word of God. We're dealing with impurity, uh, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery. All these things are going on and we are practicing them. What is wrong with us? We are hostile toward one another. What's wrong with us when a, a Tennessee Wendy's manager pours hot oil on a customer to drive through because they complain their food was cold? We have all this quarreling and, and jealousy, outbursts of anger, 
going on. You know, what's wrong with us when in certain places in the country at school, school board meetings, people are threatening with bodily harm because of the mask mandates. What is wrong with us in this country? What's happening with us? We have all this selfish ambition. We have dissension, division. What's wrong with us when members of Congress can't even talk and come together to agree on infrastructure bills, to agree on raising the debt ceiling limit? What is wrong with us in this nation? We seem to have a lot of divisions, a lot of cliques, a lot of dissension, a lot of anger built up in, in hatred that is in us. We have all this envy. Mm. Help us, Lord. We have all this drunkenness and wild parties and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, it's what he says, as I have said before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. What is wrong with us when we all want to be blessed, but we don't want to bless someone else? You know, the Bible says in Luke 6 and 38, he says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will, the amount, will determine the amount that you get back. Mm, what's wrong with us? Spending hours on Facebook, Instagram. Watching TikTok videos, YouTube videos, or playing your favorite game on your smart device or your computer. So much so that we don't even communicate with our children or our family. When was the last time you, you asked your child, say, how was your day at school? When was the last time you asked him, what is happening at school? Is there anything going on at school that you want to talk to me about? Have you asked your spouse, how was your day at work today? Have you asked your child, are you being bullied at, at school? Is there something that I, I need to do to, to help you? And what is wrong with us spending so much time in social media that we are neglecting our children? We're neglecting our families because we are so consumed with social media. Something is wrong with us. What is wrong with us? I think one of the issues is we have substituted communicating or talking directly to people with text messages. A Facebook post, Instagram, Twitter, email, and other social media platforms instead of talking to the person directly, especially during this time. You can't know how I'm really doing unless you hear my voice or you see me or see my face. Hmm. Hmm. You want to send me a check, say, how you doing? I say, fine. But in reality, I'm depressed. But you can't pick up on that in your text. You can't see that in my face. Did you follow me? Something is wrong with us. Our children are not learning how to communicate verbally in this social media age. They're spending so much time consumed, even adults as well. They're spending so much time consumed in the social media platforms that we are forgetting how to communicate. And these children, as you know, will go into a, grow into adults, and guess what? They're going to have the same problems where they do not know how 
to communicate. So we're seeing all these things that are happening in our world. We're seeing how all these killings, you see all the hate that we're seeing on, on TV because we fail to communicate with one another. That's one of the reasons I think that what is happening to us, especially during COVID, when we couldn't go out and couldn't see anyone, that is that we have now come to getting so used to social media platforms that now we stop having dialogue. We stop discussing our issues. We stop talking about what is really going on with us. Where is the love for one another that we are supposed to have? You know, Jesus said in John 13, 34, 35, he said, so now, he said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. How can we say we are disciples of Jesus Christ if we ain't showing love to one another? Something is wrong with us. I'm reminded of the song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. We got to have more love for one another. We got to follow the teachings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is trying to show us that we are lacking love. You know, the Bible did say the last time in Matthew 24, he said, he said, the love of many will what? Grow cold. We're becoming cold. We're becoming distant to one another. You know, there's something wrong, you know, when the woman was killed, Gabby Patino was killed. We heard a whole lot about it all over the news. And then the young man in Bloomington that went to ISU was killed, right? He went missing as well. And we didn't hardly hear that. There is something wrong in our country that needs to be addressed. You know, you know, you know, a lot of times people think that if you sweep the problem under the rug, it'll take care of itself. But it will not take care of itself. People need to talk about what is going on with them so we can help them. I don't know you got a problem unless you tell me you got a problem. Well, I can see that you have a problem. We got to start helping one another, my brothers and sisters. We got to start talking more directly to one another my brothers and sisters, so we can help each other. Now, the Holy Spirit, see, it produces this kind of fruit. It produces love. <laughs> you follow me? See, the Spirit in me will produce love in me. Not only does it produce love, it produces joy. Because we're seeing in our world today, there seems to be joy missing. And you can't have any joy without any love. Oh, y'all ain't with me yet. He says, it produces peace. You follow me? I wouldn't have all this bickering and quarreling going on if I am walking in the spirit, if I am bearing the fruits that God has told me to bear, the fruits of love, joy, peace. I have more patience. We seem to be lacking patience nowadays, right? I just heard the other day how they said a young kid was killed in another road rage incident in California. Where's my love? Where's my patience? You follow me? Where is my kindness? Hmm. 
You know, we, we used to be kind to one another. You know, even if I disagreed with you, I could still, when it's all said and done, shake your hand and still be your friend. Where's the kindness? Where's the goodness? You follow me? Kindness produces goodness. Where's the goodness in us nowadays? What's wrong with us? We're not producing any of these fruit any longer. Where is my faithfulness? Where is it? Where has it gone to? Where is my gentleness and self-control? Man, we, we, we like self-control nowadays. We, we just burst out in, in anger. We just get mad at the smallest of things that cause me to get out of control. The Bible says there is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Said I've nailed those sinful nature things in me to the cross and I crucified them there. I left them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. It's okay for you to be on Facebook or Instagram, but it's not okay to spend hours on there and neglect your family. There's something wrong with us spending so much time consumed in social media. Something is taking your focus off of the Holy Spirit and on social media. Something wrong where you can just sit up and spend hours looking at that. You just follow me. <laughs> There's something wrong. Since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in all parts of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another to be jealous of one another. You know, <laughs> uh, George, I talked to George and he, he told me something about love. And it was, it was powerful. He says, we need to learn and understand how to love the love that God is loving us with. Let me say that again. <laughs> we need to learn and understand how to love the love that God is loving us with so we can love ourselves and be able to love our neighbor as ourselves. What George told me, he said, you got to learn how to love with the love that God is loving us with. So what you're talking about is unconditional. You follow me? It doesn't need you to do anything for me to love you. You follow me? You can't earn it. <laughs> you follow me? God just loves us in spite of what we've done, in spite of what we do. He still what? Love us. And that's the kind of love that we need to learn to love each other with so that in spite of what anyone or anyone says or do, I still show them love. We love each other. First John chapter 4, he says, we love each other because he first loved us. God first loved us, so we definitely should love one another. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, he says, that person is a what? Liar. That's what the Bible says. He said he's a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love whom we cannot see? 
If you can't love me, how can you say I love God? <laughs> Whom you have not seen. And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers no matter what color they are or what they have done. I must love them like I love myself. Now pay attention here because something is, is going on with us. Something is happening in us and something is changing us so that we don't want to love like that. First Corinthians chapter 13 is what I'm going to conclude on. I'm going to take some of the verses out of there. First Corinthians 13. This is what he says here. I'm going to go down to verse 3. He says, if I give everything I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body, he said, I could boast about it. <laughs> but if I didn't love others, he said, I would have gained nothing. You follow me? You, we can boast about our, our sacrifices that we've made, but if we didn't love others, we haven't gained anything. Meaning that what? You haven't done anything special. He says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. You know, they had that big ball down in Texas where they said the young man pulled out a gun and started shooting. And uh, one of the things that I heard or what I read about it said that the kids were bullying him because they were jealous of him, the clothes he wore and, and how he looked. You know, I heard my, my sister-in-law told me, he said, one of my nephews, you know, he went to school down, down in Louisiana. He said that the kids were picking on him because of how he dressed and how he looked. You follow me? We're jealous of one another because they have and I don't. Or because they have something that I won't. We're getting jealous because they're able to work from home and I ain't. You follow me? All these things. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with us? I should not be jealous of somebody because of what they have. My God in heaven will supply all your needs. <laughs> and even give you some of your wants. <laughs> you follow me? He said, if any like anything, won't you ask? <laughs> Have you asked God? He says, love isn't rude. It does not demand its own way. He says, it's not irritable. I mean, it's not easily agitated. <laughs> and it keeps no record of being wrong. Some of us are still holding on to slavery. Right? <laughs> Your friend you grew up with, he didn't enslave you. Your white friend you grew up with, he did not enslave you. You follow me. Why are you mad at him? You follow me. We're still holding on to things. Let God be the judge. Let God avenge us. You follow me. Are you mad at the black people that even sold us into slavery? Huh? We sold our own people into slavery. Oh, y'all ain't feeling me here. You, you follow me. We got to stop holding on to the past. Stop keeping a record that your sister or your brother wronged you 25 years ago and you won't speak to them today. Stop holding on to those old grievances. Let it go. Give it all to the Lord and he will 
take care of you. You follow me? Give it all to him. He will take care of us. I've never seen the righteous forsake, nor his seed begging for bread. Give it to him and let him handle it. Love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Some of us have given up on people. Oh, yeah, we've given up on a family member, given up on a cousin, a niece, a nephew, a brother, a sister. We've given up. But love never gives up. What's wrong with you giving up? The race doesn't go to the swift or the strong, but to the one that endures until the end. You got to endure. Yes, we got to put up with some stuff. Yes, we got to go through some trials and some tribulations. But as for me and my house, <laughs> I heard Joshua say, we're going to serve the Lord. <laughs> Your father, you can do what you want to do. But as for me and mine, we're going to serve the Lord. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful. And endures through every circumstance. You got to endure through every circumstance. Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated. You know, <clears throat> this has caused a lot of confusion in our country. Caused a lot of anger and resentment and, and hatred in our country. You think about it, something as simple as this. A mask. <laughs> Whether you wear it or don't wear it. Something is wrong with us when something so simple, it calls us to be so divided. Something wrong with us, y'all. He said, we never lose faith. We're always hopeful we can endure through this circumstance. I can endure wearing a mask. And if you don't want to wear one, I'm fine with you too. <laughs> I ain't mad at you because you don't want to wear one. You follow me. <laughs> but let's obey the laws of the land. The Bible tells me to obey the laws of the land. Your father, let's obey the laws of the land. What you do at your house is fine. You follow me. But let us learn how to be cordial. Let us learn how to be patient and talk about this in a reasonable manner. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. Prophecy and speaking other languages and special knowledge will all become useless. But love will last forever. Let's wrap this thing up. She says, in verse 13, the first verse 13 says, three things will last forever. Mm -hmm. She said, three things will last forever. Faith. My faith in Jesus Christ will last forever. <laughs> Hope. Your father, when you become hopeless, there's something wrong. You must always have hope that things will get better. You must always have hope that in your life and in whatever you are going through, that it won't last always. If you are hopeless, you are already lost. You always got to have hope. Then he says, and love. But the greatest of these, not my faith, 
Not my hope. But the greatest of these is the love that God has put in me. That I shall love you as I love myself. Amen. Amen. Romans 8, 38, he says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. He said, nothing can separate me from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. Neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. I don't know about you, but that covered everything. <laughs> Nothing can separate us from God's love. He said, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if nothing can ever separate us from God's love, then we definitely can show love to one another while we are here on this planet Earth. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Price, for blessing us with that word that nothing can separate us from the love of God and that the greatest of things is love. And so, as a message mentioned, so if you want to get right, we need to get love. And so let us take this moment of time to prayer, submit to surrender, to have God's love move in our lives. Mighty God, we want more of you, O oh God. Lord, take anything that's not of you, O oh God, and remove it. Almighty God, we ask you to expose our hidden faults amongst us, O oh God, that they not become mastery over us. Lord, we want more of your love, more of your grace, more of your mercy to move, direct us, and guide us. That we will walk as the children of God, walk in your spirit, walk in your power, walk in your truth. Father, forgive us for times that we have leaned on our own understanding. We try to do it our way. And we saw our anger, our frustration. We saw how we lost control. We saw how we were unforgiving while we were walking in the flesh. So, Father, we humbly come to you right now saying, Lord, have mercy. Forgive us, almighty God. And, Lord, we want to repent. We want to change. And walk in obedience according to your will. And Father, Lord, there might be someone out there that says, Lord, I want to know you. Lord, we thank you how faith does not lose its power. And so all who call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. So Father, I pray for that person right now. I said, Lord, I, I want to know you. Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth, believe in their heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins and rose again from the grave with all power. And that they will invite him to be in, in their heart and for him to be their Lord and their Savior. And then, Lord, we ask you to help us to guide them, direct them, and fellowship with them that they may find a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching church right where they are. That they will continue to grow and walk in your spirit. Now, God, as we continue on and worship your God, continue to enlighten us, challenge us, and encourage us. Through your spirit, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for those who join us uh, right where you are. Thanks for many of you who join us here in worship. We can continue on worship here in this space. But we want to thank you all for joining us right where you are. As we prepare to give God uh, his tithes and our offering, you're able to join in giving online uh, through Zion's website, or you can text to give as well. You can find the information on Zion's website, www.zionbcpoia.com. You can download our app. Thank you. God bless you. And Jesus loves you, and so do I.